I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD Episode 211 of the podcast tonight of BD4. Welcome everybody, I am your host RJ Carbone. I hope everybody's having a good night. Um, as I'm recording, it's actually a day after Super Bowl Sunday. It's it's a night after Super Bowl Sunday. So it is a Monday night, February 8th. Um, about 8.30 as I record, 8.30 p.m. So, um, yeah, the Super Bowl was yesterday. <laughs> that was the, the, a couple hours after the Knicks traded for Derrick Rose, which we are going to get into in, you know, not long from now. But, yeah, the Super Bowl happened. Um, you know, the Knicks, Knicks, the Chiefs lost to the, um, to the Buccaneers. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady won the MVP of the game because, you know, he's, a big name, and he probably shouldn't. I really think somebody on the defense should have won it, and if somebody on the offense would have won it, uh, I, I think it should have been Gronk. But hey, who am I? Um, not even a football fan, so I can care less. Um, I couldn't care less. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the Chiefs. It didn't look like you know they were getting whistles their way. The first half, it looked like a lot of the officiating was uh, kind of up Brady's ass. But you know, again, I I don't care enough to really get into that too much I don't care not a Tom Brady fan uh, so I don't really care for the whole you know praise that he's getting right now I, I, I don't you know cool congrats to him uh, I don't care um, you know it suck it really sucks that um the game was so bad that's all I really wanted to I wanted to hit my parlays hit my bets win the, those pools that I was in which I did neither I mean, I was just, I lost a, I even went shit yesterday, so that was great, but, you know, worse, the game was, was just dull, it was bad, I mean, what was it, 31 to 9, and, and was there a single touchdown on Kansas City's side, I think it was three field goals, so, yeah, yeah, it was, it was three field goals, so, really, Ralphie, there was never one point where the game was close, right, um, you know, Casey was up to a 3 nothing lead out of the gate, and that was about it. From there on out, you know, uh, Tampa stepped up, uh, put their foot in the gas, and just just kept going. Um, so, yeah, a rough game. It was very boring, very bland, too many whistles to have any kind of rhythm, very very stagnant. Um, couldn't do anything out there. It just, it, I, I was not into it. Um, it sucks. Uh, I had a good time. You know, I had a good time watching with my uh, family, but in terms of the game, it was just very rough. Halftime show was a joke. <laughs> we should bring back bands to the halftime show. I hate this shit we're doing. It's just more of about entertainment now, performances. Um, even the Super Bowl commercials weren't that great. They seem to get worse every year. They used to be so good back when I was a kid. The Super Bowl commercials will be the bomb. They would be hilarious. Doritos killed it, but like the beer commercials, Bud Light, Budweiser, they had great ones, but they're not as funny anymore, dude. 
it just I, I just don't laugh. They're very cheap. Well, they do have to pay like five and a half million for them, but you know what I mean in the aspect of the way we're you know the, the, the commercials themselves are very poor. They're just not, they're not funny. They're not entertaining. So a lot about yesterday wasn't great uh, in terms of the Super Bowl. But if you if you rewind, you know a couple hours, it wasn't great as well. Uh, not only did the Knicks drop another game to uh, another game, they fucking you know lost to the Heat one hundred three to one hundred nine. They a couple hours later traded for Derrick Rose, um, a trade that I am not fond of on the surface. Um, and we're gonna get into that. I don't really want to recap too much, so. We're going to head to break, uh, you know, talk about what we can remember from Sunday night's matinee, from, from Sunday matinee, uh, Nick's Heat, and then I guess we'll get right into it. All right. All right. So let's head to break and uh, we'll be right back. So really quick, before we get back into the show, I do want to remind you that if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast or subscribed to my blog or follow me on social media even, you can do all that by going to my link tree. Just go to linktr.ee slash rjcarbone. That is linktr.ee slash rjcarbone. Guys, thanks so much. Let's get back to the show. So, um, well, first of all, game one was, uh, not game one, but fucking... The first game of this, you know, podcast that we're going to discuss is the Blazers game. I don't really remember, though, much. It's honestly just all that's been on my mind these, you know, this past day and a half is is the Derrick Rose shit. So, um, you know, the Knicks lose to the Blazers. I don't really want to talk about that. I don't remember much. They lose 110 to 99. No, they win. I'm sorry. Yeah, they see. I don't remember. They beat the Blazers. They beat the, the Portland Blazers, one ten to ninety nine. But it did kind of feel like a dull win. It was just a win where Alfred Payton got way too many minutes. Um, you know, people started jerking him because he was fucking. He scored twenty points on twenty shots. So all of a sudden he's Michael Jordan. People think he's that great just because he played you know, mediocre instead of playing like complete horseshit. <laughs> so, but that happened. Um, you know. I think leading in the points along with Peyton was Randall. He also had 22 points. Um, you know, I don't remember much. I really don't. I was just, listen, I didn't take too many notes on, uh, for tonight. I just have a lot of stuff written down about the Derek Rose trade here. So I want to get to that, you know. Um, so the Knicks Blazers, again, the Knicks lose that game. Oh, no. They win against the Blazers. They win that game 110 to 99. Peyton. And Randall scored 22 points. Uh, leading in rebounding is Julius with 11 rebounds. Um, him and Peyton also combined. Um, they each combined for uh, eight assists. So Defensively, the Knicks did a nice job. Um, Mitchell Robinson and Alec Burks, two steals. And I think they had five blocks as a unit. Um, Reggie Bullock had a nice block there in the second half. Um, but yeah, that was it. The Knicks, the Knicks take the victory. Um, but we get to the game yesterday, the game on Sunday. And, um, you know, sorry. Um, it, it's, it was a loss. You know, it was a game you really wanted them to take. They were in it for a while. Um, adjust my camera here. Hold on. I'm sorry. They were in it for a while, but 
you know, in the end, the Knicks just couldn't handle it. And um, Miami got the best of them. It's another game, another game this year where, you know, all the losses we seem to have come at the hands of, you know, listen, Tom Thibodeau's been great. Okay. <laughs> He's been great. I'm not going to sit here and act like he should be fired, you know, and, and go through that whole process again. No, I, I think he's the guy for this team, but I have major, major concerns. And this was another game where the Knicks lost because of Tom Thibodeau's shitty rotations. Um, you know, why is Alfred Payton playing 31 minutes, even on a night where he's three for 12 from the field? Why is Austin Rivers handed 17 more minutes, even though he's completely useless as a three-point shooter all of a sudden? Why, you know, so, so, so Peyton gets to suck for, and this is constant all season. Peyton gets to suck for, let's say, 90% of the season, okay? And he still gets every single start and, you know, just about 30 minutes per night. But the moment one of R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Emmanuel Quickly, the moment they start missing a few shots or start struggling, they're punished. And this goes back to you know, what we said entering the season. We don't want the vets to get freedom and we don't want the youth to be put on a leash. And unfortunately right now, Tom Thibodeau has the youth on a leash and he's always been known. As a veteran lover, and people have tried to say he changed, but no. I mean, he's showing his true stripes right here. He's a guy who's going to play his vets, and he's running the vets out there a little too much. What is it, five games in a row where Kevin Knox has gotten a DNPCD? R.J. Barrett had 19 minutes last night. There is no reason in his second season R.J. Barrett should ever finish with 19 minutes unless he is hurt. That's my issue there. Emmanuel quickly, just 17 minutes in a game where Alfred Payton, again, scores seven points on 12 shots. I mean, it shouldn't have to be like that. This is why I have an issue with trying to win, although it makes no sense because the guys he's putting in there aren't really giving you much production towards winning over going with youth. That's my issue there. When we're going veterans over youth, when we really could be still competitive, despite, you know, we could still do what, what, what Tom Thibodeau wants to do and win games by going youth over vets. Because again, the vets aren't even, they're not even, they're underachieving. They're not even playing well. And the kids are. Manuel quickly has been a big reason the Knicks are where they are. RJ Barrett has been the biggest reason outside of Randall the Knicks are where they are. Kevin Knox was off to a really solid start. Before he suddenly just stopped getting playing time. RJ's been so consistent this year. Just everybody's just all these kids are really they were really doing a good job. So th this game it just showed it just kind of exp expressed that even more. We even saw Point Burks out there again. I I'm tired of this experiment with Alec Burks at point at point guard <laughs> a bit too much of that man I'd rather again I'd rather IQ even when he's struggling on point Julius the point forward things would work for him I'd rather just go downhill with RJ Barrett you know Burks is a spot up guy you know shoots off of pin downs pulls up he's not a guy who's going to score on the ball 
We saw that. If there's a good thing we saw from yesterday, it was that Reggie Bullock is starting to exist lately. He hoped maybe three games in a row for the first time all year. We shot over 50%. Um, he had six first half threes, ended up with seven on the night. Obi Toppin played well, so that was another positive. He came in the fourth quarter and he started just exploding. You know, he looked really good, fantastic. Good to see some flashes. Finally, some life from Obi. Shooting the ball, some nice cuts, putting the ball on the floor and driving. He looked good. Um, he was checked out for Taj Gibson, though, of course, which I did not love. But Taj was playing well, so I won't get on Tom Thibodeau there. Um, overall, though, it was just a bad loss. You know, another loss at the hands of, of the rotations being garbage. And bottom line, Peyton has to stop playing. And, and this issue with him is is going to be really interesting now that Derek Rose is here. So I want to get to Derek Rose. All right, so let's head to break. And when we get back, boy, are we going to discuss this D-Roche trade. All right, guys, be right back. All right, so, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, it was kind of uh, throughout the day. It actually started Saturday night where we kind of got, you know, rumblings on Twitter from all these reporters, um, NBA reporters, Nick reporters, saying that the, the Detroit Pistons were deciding, well, it was already said that Detroit and Rose were Agree, they agreed on splitting up. It was a matter of the Knicks or the Clippers, I think it was. And so it came down to the Knicks. And the next day, Sunday, Derrick Rose ends up signing with the New York Knicks. Or, I'm sorry, he ends up getting traded to the New York Knicks. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and a second round pick. You know, It's the Charlotte 2021 pick from this year's draft, upcoming draft, um, in the second round. So... I knew DSJ, you know, we all knew at one point or another DSJ would have been traded, right? That that writing was on the wall for quite some time. Unfortunately, they couldn't do it when his value was high. They sell, they sold extremely low on DSJ. You know, he's in the G League, so you can't get any lower than that. Um, but there was never going to be a time where he could have really proved himself, right, um, with the Knicks. So that had to happen. Cut your losses there. You did not get a good return in that aspect on the Porzingis deal. Because remember, we did get the cap space to sign Randall and eventually draft Emmanuel quickly, um, you know, from the Morris trade. But, man, you know, DSJ thing, whatever. I, I was, you know, good. Get him out of here. Um, hopefully he can thrive, you know, somewhere else. But, um because I really liked him when he came here, but unfortunately it didn't work out. But um, the second round pick, eh, that sucked. You know, I, I know it's, when I heard draft compensation, I was I was really scared it would have been a first. When I heard it was the second from Charlotte, less pissed off, but still not exactly satisfied. You know, all depending on where Charlotte ends up this year, that could still be a pretty good second round pick. Um... But it is a pretty decent class, too. <laughs> but, um, whatever. It's not really the price that's frustrating me about this Derrick Rose deal, right? Rose comes in. He's 32 years old. 
um, dropping 14 and four this year off the bench um, in about 23 minutes a night. Okay, so the Knicks again trying to win games. Uh, deal for Derrick Rose, who are uh, you know who was coming from the Pistons, trying to focus on player development. You know, Derrick Rose was coming off the bench there. Gillian Hayes was starting every game when he was healthy. Um, even now, they're still focusing on you know player development there. So he's coming off the bench because that's the way you do it. That's the way you should be doing it. If you're a rebuilding team, a veteran point guard should not be your point guard if you have guys you're looking at. <laughs> and I don't know why the Knicks don't see that, but Pistons did the right thing, had him coming off the bench, and they eventually traded him. That's what you're supposed to do. Unfortunately, it was the Knicks on the other end taking him. Um, you know, I may have a little bias because I was never a big Derrick Rose fan after he won AWOL on the team back in 2017. Um, but even that aside, I'm just not for this. I'm just not fucking for it. I don't love it. You know, I think... I mean, the big thing is, you know, what everybody's talking about. You know, the, the, the folks that aren't fond of this trade have the same reason, each and every one of us. We are concerned about Emmanuel quickly being buried. We don't want him to get buried. Right? Already in the rotation right now, we've got Alfred Payton getting way too many minutes over him. Right? So you add in Derek Rose, and that's two veterans right there who Tibbs is very fond of. Okay, he, he's obviously Payton's his little pet. And now he's got D-Rose, who you know, obviously he used to coach. He's got a close relationship with Derek. You know, wouldn't be surprised. You know, we signed Taj. We went and got Rose. Wouldn't be surprised if we gave Noah a call. Jesus Christ. God thinks it's 2011 right now. But, okay, so 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 here we go. We added Derek Rose to Alfred Payton. That's two vets who, again, he's, Tom Thibodeau's very fond of. If IQ is struggling to get minutes right now, with Alfred Payton, just Alfred Payton, you know, because IQ, listen, I was looking at the numbers and I went into the game logs. This man has to absolutely go off and torch opposing defenses just to get decent burn. I think it was, let's see, there were, of the, what was it, of the six games this year, just six, where he's gotten 24 plus minutes, which is equal to half a game, he's had to go off, you know, number of games over 20 points, one over 30, and then there's a 16, seven and six game. So you look at all the games where he gets big minutes, it's because he's torching the opposing team, you know, where he's scoring a bunch of points in that same amount of minutes, right? He goes off for 25 and 25, 31 points in 30 minutes, the games where he's just torching it. That's, that's an issue itself, right? He shouldn't have to have a career night just to get decent minutes. That's an issue itself. But now, you're adding Derek Rose reuniting with Tom Thibodeau. And now you have a big concern here. Is Derek Rose and Alfred Payton, is that going to really stunt his growth now? Emmanuel quickly. You know, I was hoping that Alfred Payton would waive the NTC. And he would be somewhere included in this deal, but there was no way that was happening with Detroit on the other end of it. And it didn't. I'm hoping they waive Peyton 
not going to happen, I don't think. I'm hearing they're trying to trade Peyton now, but I don't know how legit those are. I just saw it in some article when I was scrolling on Google. But right now, I, I just can't see a scenario where this really looks great for the New York Knicks. You know, and I don't really, I, I just, you know, people were saying, oh, you know, Emmanuel quickly will we'll just slide over to the two. Dude, I mean, the Knicks were playing, they've been playing good basketball this year because Emmanuel quickly has been really good at point guard. I want a point guard who can shoot, and he's been their point guard that can shoot. How many times? Uh, we were talking about this all last year, all in the offseason, getting a point guard who can shoot, and we had one. And he was doing his job as one. He was playing really good on the ball. All of a sudden, we're going to slide him off the ball now? And just tell him, oh, hey, he play with a ball-dominant Derrick Rose. Let him run the one. Because D-Rose ain't sure shit he ain't sliding up to the two. You know, Peyton ain't. It just fucking makes no sense. I mean, I just, why are we all of a sudden just, just it's, it's, and, and some people are saying, oh, you know, Derrick Rose isn't taking so-and-so, he's taking Austin Rivers' spot. Like, that makes any sense, man. Just because he's taking Austin Rivers' spot, quote-unquote, it doesn't mean that it quickly is going to get big minutes. That still leaves the problem that Peyton, Peyton is in this rotation. I'd still rather rather have Rivers and Peyton, but even if Derrick Rose has taken Austin Rivers' spot, you still have Rose, Peyton, and then quickly. Not to mention the product on the court. If we ever see a, a lineup, God forbid, with Rose and Peyton at the same time, goodness gracious. You know, we don't like this current starting lineup as it is. Could you fucking imagine Rose and Peyton? Two guys who, you know, they base their games off of getting to the cup, dribbling into the paint, right? That's both, that's Rose's game too. He gets to the basket. So you're already, already adding Derrick Rose to a team who has the worst spacing in the league, right? With, with constantly packed paints to the Knicks, next to Peyton or with Peyton. Just, we're not addressing things we need. You know, he's not a good shooter. He's not a good three-point shooter. It's not like Derrick Rose is a 40% three-pointer guy or even a 35% guy league average. No. 30, 31% in his career. Was he 33 this season? I mean, he's not a good three-point shooter. He doesn't shoot threes well. And he's not even hitting the shots at the rim this year. I looked that, that up too. As a matter of fact, Rose is 46% in the RA. Alfred's 53%. It's worse. I mean, come on, man. I just, I just, listen, I'm willing to wait it out. Okay. I, I'm hoping that there's some magic that happens where somehow, some way this doesn't stunt Emmanuel quickly and we can find a way to make it work to where Derek Rose is playing well and quickly is the guy that comes off the bench for him because I'd be fine with that. Okay. In a world where Peyton fucks off and goes to communist China to play with the Shanghai Sharks or whatever. That'd be great. You have Derrick Rose getting the start, right? A better version of Quickly, of, of, of Peyton, right? An improved version of Peyton. And then you have Quickly thriving, continuing to thrive in that sixth man role. 
I'd be fine with that, right? Because the big issue right now is is that Peyton is just so bad. Where I just don't want, you know, an egregiously bad point guard starting. So if we were just to simply drop Peyton or or just give him less minutes, way less minutes, I'm fine with Rose being the primary guy and then quickly coming in and providing that. And them occasionally playing together, sure. But I just don't think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to get Rose as the lead guard and then quickly as the backup point guard. Or Rose as the lead guard and quickly occasionally playing with him at the two. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, with, again, knowing Tom Thibodeau and how he loves these two vets, Peyton and Rose, I see it more happening where we're going to get you know, a rotation where Rose and Peyton are getting the bulk of the minutes, 25 to 30 minutes, and Quickly's going to be buried here. And that's very concerning to me. That's where it goes back to focusing on winning way too much when you should be trying to find that balance and develop your youth. So that's just my quick reaction to this Derrick Rose trade. Again, I didn't have too many notes down. I just, I, I'm just too, my thoughts are racing so much right now where I couldn't really gather anything. There was no recap to any of these two games like I usually do. I'm just so, maybe I'll calm down within the next couple of days. Maybe we'll see whenever Derrick Rose does debut what the Knicks decide to do here and how they approach this whole thing. But I can't see, I can't see optimism here. I, I can't see it. Um, I hope to see it. I hope that this doesn't bury Emmanuel quickly. And, you know, adding a guy like Rose who also dribbles a ton, hopefully this doesn't stunt R.J. Barrett's growth. But, yeah, the big thing here is I just don't want IQ to get buried. I mean, he's been the fucking biggest reason outside of, you know, Julius and R.J., arguably, that the Knicks are in this spot. He's in the friggin' Rookie of the Year running, guys. This is a guy who is, you know, taken in the second round. And, and even folks were saying then that that was way too much of a reach for the Knicks. I mean, fucking CBS gave the Knicks a D-plus for drafting him. This was a guy who not a lot of fucking scouts were high on for where he was drafted. And all of a sudden, he's playing like a fucking a rookie of the year. In that conversation, at least, he's balling. He was drafted because he can shoot push the pace, and he plays modern NBA basketball. Okay, he could shoot the rock. And he's got the floater going. He's a really solid player right now. He's the reason the Knicks are where they are in the 6th seed, 7th seed. So I just hope, man, I just hope it doesn't come to it. Where, where we, we sink to that level and fucking play Derrick Rose and Alfred Payton before we play Mendel quickly. That's what I'm concerned about. Okay, so again, again, in a world where Peyton is waived or does get a minutes decrease from, from 30 minutes to all of a sudden 10 to 15, and you have Rose and Quickly getting 25 plus, that's excellent. I would deal with that. But do we really see that happening? Where are the signs? Where do you, what have you seen? You know, what have you seen that's told you that's going to happen? You know, so far to me, Tom Thibodeau's been a hypocrite in some ways, where he's you know constantly preaching in these pressers that you need to earn your minutes, need to earn your minutes. Yet Alfred Payton, for the majority of the season, has not earned these starts, these 30-minute games, and he's out there every night. 
you know, Manuel quickly has certainly earned these earned starts. He needs the he's played like he needs to get starts. He's played like he needs bigger minutes, but he's not getting that. So he's not really following his true word there. Kevin Knox was playing well, and he all of a sudden got punished because he had one or two bad games. R.J. Barrett, again, he was benched in the fourth quarter the other night. Given 19 minutes, it's... You know, listen, I, again, I like the job he's done. You know, we are getting a good overall season when you look at the bigger picture from R.J. Barrett. He's taken a big step upwards. He's playing good basketball. Mitchell Robinson's finally starting every night, getting about 30 minutes. Uh, Julius Randle, he's transformed him from a losing player to an all-star. You know, so I, I... is Those three guys are those... That's huge, right? Those are the big main pieces of this starting lineup. You want those young players to thrive, and they are. But at the same time, there are a bunch of guys who are not getting prioritized the way they should. Right, I want to maximize this roster, and I don't think Tom Thibodeau has done that yet. I think he's gotten more of this roster than previous Nick coaches, but I still don't think he's exactly maximized it yet. And I think there's a lot more he can do. Okay, so while the Knicks are in this spot because of Tom Thibodeau's coaching, right, he's gotten them to play defense and, and won a lot of games that way. They could be even better. They could be developing their players a little bit better, and they could be even winning a couple more games if his rotations weren't so reliant on going with the veterans. So, um, I hope this wasn't too much of a you know, scattered, disorganized mess tonight. Just one you know, giant rant on Derrick Rose. I don't want to sound like I'm just against it already, although I am against it already. Um, I, I guess, for lack of better words, I don't want to sound like I am stubborn to where I'm not even going to give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I'll cheer for Derrick Rose. I'll, you know, be happy if he scores some points. But I, I want, I want this to work to where it doesn't, again, don't mean to repeat myself, doesn't continue to stunt Emmanuel Quickly's growth. So, time will tell, guys. Time's gonna tell. Um, it just, uh, it just hit me wrong. You know, seeing this just didn't, didn't strike it, didn't strike me right. It's, it mm. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. That's that. So, you know, I would have rather went off, went after, you know, some kind of a wing who can shoot the ball, right? You know, this is about, this league is about spacing now today. Shooting. The Knicks just added another guy who's not a shooter, who relies on slashing. And so, uh, you know, on top of that, you've got the issues, your concerns with, with youth not getting minutes. So, we'll see. Fuck it. Let's head to the uh, let's head to break, and when we get back, we'll get to the NYY NYK question of the day. Be right back. All right, so in episode 210 for our NYY NYK question of the day, I asked you guys which Nick became the first NBA player to connect on 200 plus three pointers in a season. 
The answer to that was John Starks in the 1995 year. Uh, he was the first NBA player to drill 200 plus threes in a year. I believe he hit 217 that year. So John Starks was the answer to episode 210, uh, 210. Um, our NYYNYK question of the day for this episode, for episode 11 of the podcast of BD4, is simply, who leads the Knicks all-time in free-throw attempts? All right, so who leads the Knicks all-time in free-throw attempts? All right, so message me the answer on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or you can comment the answer once I publish, you know, the promo to this podcast on one of those social media feeds. All right, so guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me rant and repeat myself over and over about why I don't want Derrick Rose. (laughs) Again, not about the price, but rather about what this could cost, you know, on the court. So... Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, we have a little bit of a different setup. We, we kind of rearranged the studio a bit, but, um, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, no different, (laughs) but, um, thank you guys. If you're listening to it, if you're watching the podcast, whatever, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. God bless you. And, um, that's all we've got. That's all we've got for tonight's episode. Just going to wrap it up quickly. Not, not too much of a, you know, about 30, 35 minutes tonight. That's all we had. Um, so I hope to, uh. I hope to see this trade work out. I really do. Um, I just, I just can't be too confident. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll see. All right. Yeah, this one thing, man. Before we go, I, I, you know, so many Knicks fans are so up the Knicks' ass. You know, I'm tired of that. Like, I'm tired of like not being allowed to have an opinion on this team. Just because we're 11 and 14, wow, so great. It doesn't mean we can't. We can't have an opinion, right? Like it's okay. You know, I'm a blogger. I'm a podcaster. I'm supposed to have a take on this team. I'm not just gonna shut up. I'm not just gonna sit down and shut up. Just because they're playing better, it doesn't mean the Knicks have been absolutely perfect this year. They're 11 and 14, guys. The only reason we're giving them so much hype is because they've been so garbage in the past. I mean, let's be real. We're allowed to have an opinion on a team that's 11 and 14. This is a Knicks team that's got issues. We could talk about them. It's okay. Not everything is perfect. It doesn't mean I want Tom Thibodeau fired. It doesn't mean I want this guy gone, that guy gone. Although I would love Alfred Payton to be gone. Um, It just means I want this team to be the best version of themselves that they can. It's, It's... Some of you are so up their ass. Or some of you... Maybe it's not even that. Some of you just want to sound smart and sound like Mr. Reasonable to where you go with a different opinion than, than what the popular narrative states. You know, and sometimes popular narrative isn't always right. I get that. Trust me. But um, at times there are, it's it's like at times, you know, there are fans who just try to sound reasonable just to stand out. You know, oh, look at me. I'm agreeing with the organization, so I must know what I'm talking about. I'm going with the typical MSG narrative, the typical narrative that Knicks reporters run with. I must sound like, I must know. You know, I must sound like I know what I'm talking about. It's okay to have an opinion that isn't exactly up the organization's ass. 
okay? Just because they're professionals and we're fans, that doesn't always mean they're 100% correct on 100% of the things they do and say, and we are 100% wrong on all the things we do and say. That doesn't mean that. You know, just because they're pros and we're not, it doesn't mean we know zilch. Knicks fans know shit. They're allowed to have opinions too, especially the ones who've been watching this team for a while, the diehards. And the ones who watch this team, even right now, for 48 minutes a night. Okay, if you watch this team for 48 minutes a night, if you've watched them consistently like I have all season, I don't even see how you could even have an opinion that even resembles anything else but that what I'm saying. I mean, most fans, most Knicks fans are, are exactly in this boat where, where they're a bit skeptical about the Rose trade, but they're willing to, to let it play out, right? I get that. I'm there too. I'm just not confident that it's going to play out the way that we want it to. So we'll see what happens. Guys, thank you so much. Again, don't want to keep repeating myself and keep ranting. So I'll end this here. This is your host. I am your host, RJ Carbone of the podcast of BD4. This is episode 211 of the podcast. The Knicks bring back D-Rose. All right. So 211, that's going to be it. That'll wrap it up. Um, I hope to see you guys in the blog. I'll write the recap blog either tonight or tomorrow morning, depending on how lazy I am. Uh, recap of the uh, Miami Heat game. And then, uh, you know, on Tuesday, we will, uh, I think we're facing Miami again. So for a second game in a row. So that'll be interesting. All right. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet, subscribe to BD4. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast right now. Just go to my website, NYY. I'm sorry, NYY, uh, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. That's my website. But if you want to find the website, find my social media outlets and all the links where you can reach me and find me and listen to me and read me, just go to my link tree. That has everything you need. So just go to my link tree for all that information. Go to linktr.ee slash rjcarbone. Guys, thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. All right, ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.